Hello and welcome to the show. So happy that you are here with us today. And in the host chair is none other than Adrienne Lawrence. And she is the host of Overruled on TYT. Adrian, it is so good to have you on the show today. And can you tell us what is going on over on Overruled? All right, well, on Overruled, uh, I think we're kind of excited to see if former President Donald Trump's little prediction comes true tomorrow, that's for sure. Uh, If not, I'm sure there's still gonna be a lot of people in New York City up in arms. Oh yeah, a lot is going to happen. This is gonna be uh, unpredictable. I knew the presidential election overall for 2024 was going to have a, it was going to be a roller coaster ride but this right here this is something else so we will see tomorrow so news broke this weekend that might have former president Donald Trump in some hot and I mean hot legal trouble George Santos can't help but continue to lie this is what he does and Minnesota becomes the fourth state to provide free school lunch for all that is so very exciting. So we're about to, Adrian and I are about to jump right into this. So news broke this weekend that might have former President Donald J. Trump in some hot legal trouble. And here's how it started over the weekend. Donald J. Trump on his Truth Social posted, I find it very hard to believe that a racist Soros backed DA who let murderers, rapists, and drug dealers walk free. And who has presided over the biggest violent crime wave in the in history of New York is using the power of his office to persecute, indict, and prosecute a former president of the United States of America for no legal crime. The witch hunt never ends, but we will make America a great again. Then an hour later, because the president could not sit still on this, he t- put out on True True Social just reported. That the most important witness to go before the New York City grand jury, a highly respected lawyer who once represented convicted felon, jailbird, and several fake storytellers and liars, Michael Cohen, will be doing so tomorrow afternoon. The information he will present will supposedly be conclusive and irrefutable. Witch hunt, all exclamation points. Why did Donald J. Trump explode? So glad you asked. Well, that's because the investigation concerns the $130,000 that Trump made to Daniels through his then lawyer Cohen in the final days of the 2016 campaign. Trump later reimbursed Cohen with $35,000 checks using his personal funds. And Cohen pleaded guilty in 2018 to federal charges involving the hush money. The district attorney case is likely to focus on how Trump and the Trump organization handled the reimbursements. According to court findings in the federal case, the Trump organization falsely recorded the payments as legal expenses, referencing a legal retainer with Cohen that did not exist. Now the alleged scheme first came to light years ago, as some of us may remember while Trump was still in office. An indictment of a former president would be the first in our nation's history. The investigation has gained new momentum in recent months. Trump did not provide any details on social media as to how he came to find out this information. So Adrian, here we are and we're on the edge of our seats, bated breath, waiting for what may happen tomorrow. 
Exactly. I think a lot of us are out here, you know, making sure our edges are laid. We got our Easter suit ironed, you know, hoping that this day will actually come to pass in terms of Trump facing some real true consequences for his criming, which are things that we've seen over the course of the last few years, yet we seem to see him continue to evade justice. And the thing is right now with the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg out here doing his best, you know, I really do appreciate that he will not be intimidated at the same time. If he's gonna move on this, whether he moves on it tomorrow or in the future, he needs to move soon as far as I'm concerned because we the people are just kind of getting annoyed. Again, with seeing Trump continue to bypass the justice system and not face consequences. And now that he is kind of holding this up as like a carrot, as far as I'm concerned for so many of us out there who actually wanna see Trump face consequences, we are going to start losing any kind of momentum and support, even though I feel like we're already at that point of just being absolutely jaded. Do you think the Stormy Daniel, the $130,000 is that? smoke and gun, so to speak? I think it's gonna be difficult because the thing that happened with Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney being prosecuted under federal charges, that was something that was more airtight, it was easier to pursue. And as it concerns these state state violations in terms of state law, I think Alvin Bragg may have you know, more of creative work to do in terms of getting the law to stick. But the thing is, I think we all know at the end of the day that Trump has been engaging in criming. It's just a matter of finding the right vehicle to hold him accountable because Lord knows Merrick Garland has taken his damn time. Yeah, he has indeed. And I wonder why the feds, I mean, inquiring minds wanna know why the feds did not necessarily go after this. We will see what happens. It's certainly not, Trump has not been the first man to do something like this on this particular. My my thoughts go to what else they could have engaged in trying to, to get him, you know, uh, prosec- prosecuted over. Why did they pick the Stormy Daniels $130,000? We shall see. Inquiring minds want to know, we shall see what happens. So what about the reactions from the right and the left? A lot of people, not just Adrian and myself, are reacting to this news. Let's put up some of what some folks had to say over the weekend, but we're gonna start with the governor of Florida, the sanctimonious. Talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. No, he said he couldn't speak to it, but yet he was up there. Pretty much speaking to it, and so it looks like that Governor DeSantis, I jokingly called him the Sanctimonious. I think that's one of the best names Trump has come up with for all the rotten things that DeSantis is doing in Florida. But that's another story for many other times. But meanwhile, some Republicans do think that this is just going to blow over. Let's take a look. Really the worst of our system on display here, and and it's unfortunate. But I think this is all gonna blow over because I don't see Anyway, that they're actually going to get Donald Trump to appear in a court for sentencing or, or I mean, for indictment or, or any type of charge. So I think, again, this is grandstanding. Well, his attorney said they would participate if things were to progress to that point. So that was Rep. Claudia Tenney saying she thinks it's going to blow over and that maybe President Trump won't show up. So what those reporters were getting at, 
or commentators rather were getting at is that the Trump lawyers have already said that he would go, that he would be there. So we know that the president is prone to changing his mind at the last minute. We will see what is happening, what will happen. Now, President Donald J. Trump is calling for protests because of his potential arrest. Republicans and other right wingers have some interesting thoughts about that. Like Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who wrote this on Twitter. We don't need to protest about the communist Democrats planning to arrest President Trump and the political weaponization of our government and election interference. These idiots are still in their own fate in 2024 because the silent majority has two feelings right now about the current regime, fear and anger. That is the most powerful combination when election time comes and the Democrats are, dri are driving that force with their own corrupt actions. Then. Even Senator Kennedy said it's not worth it. Check out this headline. Don't be a knucklehead and riot. Senator John Kennedy reveals concern on Trump's calls for protests. Then Elon Musk got in here too. If this happens, Trump will be reelected in a landslide victory. But could Elon Musk be right here, Adrian? You know, Elon Musk, as uh, the only thing what he's been right on is uh, that he likes to throw money at things, but not necessarily have any kind of knowledge about how to run them and invest in them, as we see Twitter. Uh, but the thing that I would definitely say, um, they are not right on in terms of the right is this whole riot thing uh, to come out and protest the thought that Trump could be indicted tomorrow. Yeah, right, show up in New York City rioting for Trump, knock if you buck. Are you kidding? You wanna have those people in New York, Bronx, Brooklyn, you wanna have them come out and say hello, say what's up? I wouldn't even be surprised if Sotomayor rolls down there. I would not at all go there and try to protest and lift up Donald Trump in a city that does not care for his antics and does not care for him at all. Yeah, right. They would not get away with that. All right, well, we we will definitely see what impact this will have tomorrow, what impact it will have into the future, namely 2024. Will there be unintended consequences? Like we learned in science for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction in the universe. Is in fact this juice worth the squeeze? Again, for all the things that they could have done, charged Trump with, brought him up on indictment about why this one? I seriously want to know. There are so many other things. And here is how Vice President Mike Pence summed up this whole thing. Donald Trump is saying that he's going to be indicted on Tuesday. He's calling for people to protest. Now, we, we don't know if that's true. Um, the Manhattan DA has not said anything about it. Uh, but he's calling for people to protest. Uh, is that irresponsible? Well, first, let me say I'm, I'm taken aback at the idea of indicting a former president of the United States um, at, a, at a time when there's a crime wave in New York City. That the fact that the Manhattan DA thinks uh, that uh, indicting President Trump is his top priority, I think, is just tells you everything you need to know about the radical left in this country. It just feels like a politically charged prosecution here. Uh, and I, for my part, uh, I just feel like it's just not what the American people want to see. Well, we'll see if the vice president is proven correct on this. We will stay on top of this story. I'm kind of shaking my head too. I gotta admit you guys why they picked the Stormy, Stormy Daniels 
situation instead of other situations that they could have gotten this president on. Do they not remember January the 6th? I mean, asking people to protest is one thing. Protest is legal in the United States of America. What's not legal is violence. And let's put Adrian up side by side with me. I mean, they certainly have the right. Trump's side has the right to protest. You know, in this country, we got to stand up for people's rights, whether we agree with them or not. And I certainly do not agree with Donald J. Trump in any stretch of the imagination. However, I do want to know why they picked the Stormy Daniels situation. $130,000 to her on all the other things that they could have gotten this president on, on all the other things that he has been involved in. Stormy Daniels grown a woman, she took the money. Mm-hmm. You know, why this, yep. Adrian? Well, uh, you know, I think it's the only thing that they could possibly get him on because Congress did not have the integrity and the courage to unify in coming at coming together and deciding that this man did incite an insurrection and thus by way of what 14th amendment section 3 that he could not hold office again which would have it would have echoed it would have sent all the messages that were necessary it would have held accountable but it didn't and also in terms of pence saying that this is a left wing venture get the hell out of here this is a grand jury potential indictment coming down from what i think it's like 16 to some 23 people new yorkers who have decided citizens who will decide and if they decide that there is sufficient evidence to show that Donald Trump broke the law. That is we the people saying this man has broken the law. This isn't right or left, but this is these individuals who are representatives of the state saying that justice needs to be done and an inquiry in terms of actually having a trial needs to be held and that's okay. So these people who say that they're here for democracy in the system, they're just really not. And we get to see that through and through with their responses to this potential arrest indictment coming down. Well, you know what, Adrian Lawrence has overruled the former (laughs) vice president of the United States of America. I mean, your point is well taken. The grand jury made a decision and here we are. We will see what will happen to President Donald J. Trump. Y'all stay tuned. I don't think Tuesday is going to be the only display here. It, it, it is gonna have a strong ripple effect that is gonna impact the 2024 election for some time. No matter how this goes, it is going to have an impact. And the juice, as myself and one of my good friends say, we say all the time, the juice may not necessarily in this case be worth the squeeze. We will see. Now on to George Santos. What is his favorite thing to do? To lie, 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 and when he's done lying, to lie some more. When them lies are done, to keep on lying because this is what this man does best. Is not telling the truth. Get a load of this headline right here. George Santos declares truth still matters. That is so laughable as hell. Very much as he promises he's not going anywhere. Lord have mercy. That may be the only truthful thing the man said that he gonna put up a fight and not leave his seat until it's time to run again and hopefully he is defeated. But here we go, Rep Santos claims he stayed right here where he is despite numerous investigations. He said he holds strong, Group investigating, groups investigating Rep Santos. I'm surprised we the whole show could take up all these groups, but the House Ethics Commission Committee, the US Attorney's Office for Eastern District of New York, Federal Election Commission, New York State Attorney General, District Attorney for Nassau County, Queen District Attorney, Brazilian officials. This is coming from Time. Now remember, Santos views himself very much as a victim. An interview with AP, he stated, it's a hard job. If I said it was easy, I'd be lying to you. 
cannot believe this dude is using the word. <laughs> I be lying to you. And I don't think that's what we want, right? I think the truth still matters very much. Well, you know what, Santos, it does matter. We just don't know if you know that it matters. How long can you tell the truth? He's received pushback in his own party. It took a long time for that pushback to come. Remember the interaction between him and Mitt Romney during the Biden during Biden's State of the Union? Take a look. He shouldn't be in the, in the it, look. He's a sick puppy. Uh, he, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be there. I didn't expect that he'd be standing there, trying to shake hands with every senator in the president of the United States. Uh, given given the fact that he's under ethics investigation, he should be sitting in the back row and staying quiet. It's called. Let's call it what my grandma used to call it: more nerve than a brass a monkey. That's why he was <laughs> shaking hands and doing all that stuff. Because the man has no shame. Sisters and brothers, family and friends, he does not have a shame gene at all. But the latest news involving Santos, let's put this up, sold yacht with a waterfall price, 19 million. Broker, George Santos. Just before his house election, Mr. Santos helped two of his largest donors reach a private deal on a $19 million boat, mixing his political and personal interests. Because all ethics investigations usually lead back to an expensive boat, right? All the time. Prosecutors and FBI agents have sought in recent weeks to question the new owner of the 141-foot super yacht, Raymond Tandilio. Otilio, a Long Island auto dealer about the boat and his dealings with Mr. Santos, including his campaign fundraising efforts. Even if Mr. Santos broke no law or no laws, the deal as further evidence of an emerging narrative given by people in his political orbit. That Mr. Santos seems to use his campaign not only to win election elected office, but also as a networking exercise to ingratiate himself with rich donors and enrich himself from those contacts. And of course, Mr. Santos has denied any wrongdoing. Now, Adrian and I mean, DeJesus, put that, put that quote, put that back up, that last one. I don't know, Adrian. I, I'm, I, I mean, we can say that about most elected officials. I don't understand yep. what they saying right there. Can I just do that one more time? Even if Mr. Santos broke no law, the deal serves as further evidence of an emerging narrative given by people in his political orbit that Mr. Santos seems to use his campaign not only to win elected office, but also as a networking exercise to ingratiate himself with rich donors and enrich himself from those Contacts. I mean, Adrian, there, there's a tremendous number of elected officials mm-hmm. in both houses who have ingratiated themselves and are leaving the Congress, both the Senate and the House of Representatives, wealthier than when they went in. Absolutely, and I think that that was their game plan. So it sounds like Santos read the job description and said, I can do this. Yeah, it's like, let's be real here. This is who this man is. And the fact that Trump hasn't been prosecuted for all his nonsense or held accountable in any way, that is why we have people like George Santos out here who are committing fraud in the open air and having absolutely no qualms and no shame about it and say, I'm not going anywhere. It's because we don't enforce the rules we have. So why should he actually decide to what regulate himself? Get out of here. No, he's gonna take his money and his good times and have a good time. Yeah, he is, and he's gonna be mighty fine. I see. I see. A, uh, I think it was Jackson White who said he need to leave the Congress and just go ahead and get a reality TV show because that would fit him so nicely. The man is have, he's gonna have a big career 
after this in the Congress. Mm -hmm. If he makes it the two years or he doesn't make the two years, somebody is gonna pick him up. But Adrian, I am with you, Miss Lawrence, and saying that he read the job description because that right there, and we and this is and and, and we're not making light of, of this and, and what things may be found out about him, whether or not he broke he broke ethics laws, ethic violations, or the law itself. The fact of the matter is that paragraph that we just read uh, together could fit any of the elected officials that are there. And far too many of them come to the people's house. Nobody's asking them to be paupers, but it's quite curious. Can we say insider trading, baby? You know, it's quite <laughs> curious. You know, on both sides. On Santos like that, Adrian. You know, get, I mean, stay on Santos. I, I'm not saying don't be on them, but y'all need to jump on a whole bunch of other of them folks up there too. They won't even change the policies that will not allow them to do insider trading. And then they would a straight face on folks coming up against Santos like uh -huh. that. The it's nerve. The, yeah, the nerve, the nerve, the nerve, the nerve, more nerve than the brass a monkey. All right, y'all, we'll be right back. Let that marinate for a minute. We'll be back after these messages. And welcome back to the show. Feel free to send us any comments you may have about what's going on with Donald J. Trump and what you think the outcome may be, like even long term or short term. Let us know what you're thinking. Membership, when we say members make TYT possible, it's not hyperbole, baby. From the damage report to indisputable to unbossed to the watch list and the Young Turks, we literally could not do it without you. TYT members support our mission to drive positive change and deliver bold commentary on the stories everyday Americans care about. Our members are fighters, they're leaders and change makers who make a difference. Why don't you come on become a member directly on YouTube by clicking join or go to tyt.com slash join. Sign up, do that. Look at that wonderful, beautiful lineup. Y'all see that? The damage report, indisputable, unbossed, the watch list, the young Turks and bonus episodes. You don't want to miss that. And you get podcasts too. On top of that, go ahead, subscribe to TYT. Now, on Boss, wherever you get your Unboss Live, you can do that. You can get us on podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find us out. And then, right after our show, the watch list with JR Jackson. You don't want to miss the other action, Jackson, in action right after this show, the watch list. So, just go ahead and just stay tuned. Now, to my favorite part of the show, your comments. We are starting with our TYT members. Vicky, hello, Vicky. Happy Monday to you. Nina and Adrian, I have had a small bottle of champagne ready to pop for an indictment. <laughs> I brought it, I brought it last year when the hearing started. Nothing to celebrate yet. All right, Vicky, I see you. And on Twitch, Stacy, Nina, that color is stunning on you. Oh, thank you, baby. I appreciate that. Marissa said the same thing. San Diego J, Nina and Adrian, exclamation point, sending love to you ladies. And San Diego J, we are receiving. That love and sending it right back to you. Duo, hey, Duo, two beautiful, strong, and intelligent ladies. Definitely unbossed. We received that Duo. And on YouTube, Super Chat Thomas, love the show. Nina and Adrian giving us the real truth. Hello, somebody. Appreciate y'all much. And we appreciate you too, Thomas. Hoover, hello, Hoover. If Bush and Cheney 
won't be held accountable for lying to start a nearly $2 trillion war in Iraq. That cost half a million lives. Trump is definitely not going to jail for $130,000. You know what, Hoover, you making a strong point right there. It is all relative. That's why I continue to scratch my head as to why they picked this particular thing right here. But Hoover, you on to something right there. We will see what happens. Thank you all for your comments and thank you so much for so much for your support of Unbossed and the TYT Network. We appreciate you all so very much. Now we move into the Senate. We are gonna be talking about Senator Elizabeth Warren. She wants Jerome Powell fired. Take a look at this. My views on Jay Powell are well known at this point. He has had two jobs. One is to deal with monetary policy. Yeah. One is to deal with regulation. He has failed at both. Right, would you advise President Biden to replace him? Look, I, I, I don't think he should be chairman of the Federal Reserve. I mean, come on, Chuck Todd, she was clear. <laughs> she said she want the man gone. How much clearer does she have to make it? She had enough of, of him, she said he needs to go. This stems from a lot of things, but mainly Powell's handling of inflation by constantly raising the interest rates. Remember this from two weeks ago? If you continue raising interest rates as you plan, Unemployment will be 4.6% by the end of the year. It's, it's not just an a intended consequence. It's well, not but it is, and it's in your report, and that would be about 2 million people. As black and white as it very, just very Just look infrequent. at the numbers. It actually yeah, no, is no. pretty black Alan Blinder's written a book on this. And, there have and been 12 times that we've seen a one-point increase in the, in the unemployment rate in a year. How many times did the economy fail to fall into a recession after doing that out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. I think the number is zero. That's exactly right. Senator Warren wasn't having it, but she stuck it to him on that day. And with the recent collapses of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank this month, Powell's job has been under intense scrutiny. Powell, an ex-investment banker, was first appointed by then President Donald J. Trump in 2018 and reappointed by Biden in 2021. Now, he, President Biden didn't have to do that, but he did. Warren noted that she opposed Powell's nomination in both cases because of his views on regulations and what he was already doing to weaken regulation. And you know, Senator Warren is is a very much an expert in this area. She knows what she's talking about. She's certainly not the only expert, but she is one of the strongest experts when it comes to this. And the question begged, we begged the question, why did President Biden keep the Trump appointee in the first place? Hmm. Inquiring minds do want to know about that. In a letter to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, Senator Warren urged an investigation into the collapses, citing Powell's lack of oversight. Now you heard the Senator say he had two jobs to do, he fell in at both. The bank's executives who took unnecessary risk or failed to hedge against entirely foreseeable threats must be held accountable for these failures. But this mismanagement was allowed to occur because of a series of failures by lawmakers and regulators. You better go ahead and say, in other words, look at the men and the women and the people in the mirror on why in the world this happened in the first place. As officials sought to develop a plan responding to SVB's failure, Chair Powell muzzled regulators from any public mention of regulatory failures that occurred under his 
Watch again. Senator Warren ain't playing with these fools at all, and I'm, I applaud her on it. I'm glad she's going ham on them. In 2018, several Democrats joined Republicans in approving Senator Mike Capro's Economic Growth, Regulatory Relief, and Consumer Protection Act, which weakened the Dodd Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act passed in the wake of 2008 financial crisis. Capro's regulatory measure signed into law by Trump loosened federal oversight of banks with between 50 billion and 250 billion assets, a category that includes SVB and Signature. And check out this headline, which confirms what Senator Warren mentioned in her letter. Fed Chair Jerome Powell reportedly blocked a statement on regulatory flaws that led to SVB's collapse. Well, you know what, Adrian? Again, Republicans and Democrats consorting together, because we tell the truth here on this network. We don't let nobody off the hook, be they Republican or Democrat. And Republicans and Democrats got together to soften the rules. And then President Donald J. Trump just put some icing on that madness. Yep, there's capitalists on both sides and they are not looking out for the people, but for the corporations that they find ways to serve because of course those corporations find ways to put money in their pockets. You know, I do very much just like you said, appreciate that Senator Warren is out here doing the work, putting in the work and holding people accountable because she saw Jerome Powell for who he was. That's and right. she objected to it. And so we need more people who will speak out and object to it because clearly President Biden is not among them. But I think we've seen based on his track record that he really enjoys towing that line of you know walking mm-hmm. down that aisle, even though it does not benefit we the people. And so, you know, it's just like Warren is in a class of her own oftentimes, and that's unfortunate and it should not be the case. But when we finally stop putting those dollar bills above the people. Then maybe we'll be in a better position to actually have a country that functions without having some kind of economic crash every other damn day. That's it, Adrian. That's what it is all about. We are the owner donors control these politicians, and I like how you you're not letting the president off the hook either, because he definitely he he dances on this side too often. I mean, that is this is his side that he's on, and I know people don't want to admit it, but this is the truth. Now, Senator Warren and Representative Porter targeted the Trump era. Banking law. They did. They did. And they're not stopping. Senator Warren is not stopping with making her public pronouncement. She's not stopping there. And she got some help from California Rep and 2024 Senate candidate Katie Porter. Elizabeth Warren and Katie Porter are taking the first step in repealing the Trump era banking law they blame for Silicon Valley banks collapse. Here are some specifics on the proposed legislation today. Representative Katie Porter and Senator Elizabeth Warren introduced the Signature Viable Banking Act with a coalition of 50 lawmakers from both chambers of Congress. Their legislation will repeal Title Title Five, or I'm sorry, Title Four of the Economic Growth, Regulatory Relief, and Consumer Protection Act of 2018, a bill that contributed to the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Good for them. Furthermore, the legislation would restore the 2010 threshold for bank regulation from the 2010 Frank Dodd Act. As a reminder, Dodd Frank did the following. It ends to it ended too big to fail bailouts, advanced warning system, protects investors, enforces regulations on the books. We need more of that. 
So Adrian, here we are, and I'm glad to see these two, the Senator and the Representative teaming up in both chambers and having some folks in support of what they are doing. Mm-hmm. It is it is nice. I just really wish it would be something that we would hold steadfast to in terms of having the restrictions in place so that we don't have to go through this once a decade. So that people aren't crippled and they have to watch their investment accounts tank because the market shifts in response to issues like this that were completely and totally preventable. Yeah, that is the truth. And I just cannot believe that given the depth of pain that was felt by Americans all over this country. And you know, if you're in the poor class or the working working poor or barely middle class, when that kind of thing happens, it barrels down on you greater. I cannot believe that lessons weren't learned from 2008. I mean, this really is ridiculous. And it was Einstein, I believe, Dr. Einstein defined insanity. It says doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I mean, Adrian, for me, I just really want to understand why they believe that laissez-faire government works. It, it, it works for the wealthy and the powerful, but it doesn't right. work for everyday people. Well, but that's that's how our nation was structured. You know, white, wealthy landowners, male is who our government was set up to serve. So, as far as I'm concerned, our government is continuing to operate in accordance with that initial promise that was laid out in the foundation of our nation. And this is why we're not learning from our mistakes. This is why we're not getting better. This is why we ignore science, research, any kind of data that shows. This is a way in which we can improve and uplift everybody because our nation was never built to uplift everybody. And so it's still operating as it was intended to function. Yeah, it is, but it's our job in our time. And you know, I often say just because that was the reality, mm-hmm. I mean, because that is the reality doesn't mean that has to be our future. Absolutely. Yeah, we gotta continue to rise up and talk about these issues and then force real, real change. I, Adrian hit the nail on the head. Let's go to our TYT members really quickly. Randy, we love your show, Nina. Thank you, Randy, appreciate you. And on Twitch, Jax, Democratic, Democrat, Republican or Democrat politicians love to present themselves as different than the GOP. But the reality, but they really aren't, especially while being bribed by the same lobbying firms. You got that for, uh, firms, you got that right, Jax. The same side, one coin, just different different letters, a R and a D, but they are marching to the beat of the same drum, the corporate states of America. Hopefully the people will get some relief and that means we gotta continue to push and we gotta continue to fight. Thank you for that. All right, we're gonna move to some good news, believe it or not, some good news. If Ron DeSantis thinks he can get away with his racist, anti-black, anti-trans, anti-truth legislation in Florida, He has another thing coming, check out this headline. Important victory for Florida higher ed, court upholds block on DeSantis censorship law. You better believe it, baby. The 11th US Circuit Court of Appeals on Thursday kept in place a preliminary injunction against Florida GOP policymakers school censorship law in what right Advocate, rights advocates celebrated as an important victory for professors, other educators, and students. This reporting is coming from Common Dreams. Thank you, Jessica. The appellate court denied a request from, from Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' administration and higher education officials to block a district judge's injunction that is currently preventing enforcement of stop wrong against our kids and employee 
Employees Act. It's a bunch of BS, y'all. Rebranded by its supporters as the Individual Freedom Act in the state's public colleges and universities. It's just really very telling. They want individual freedom when it comes to their freedom to mess around with other people's freedom. What happened to all this smaller government they wanted? And why is Governor DeSantis of Florida dipping into education issues? Don't he have something else to do? Does he, Florida, have something else to do? Inquiring minds want to know. It's a lot of inquiring things we want to know today. Does this dude have anything else to do? Adrian, your thoughts? Oh no, I don't think he has anything else to do other than posture for the 2024 presidential election, because that's clearly what he's doing. He's trying to signal to the rest of the United States that are racist, sexist, homophobic, and all sorts of other isms out there that they subscribe to, to let them know that he is on their team, but he can do it in a slyer, more socially acceptable way than Donald Trump. And so that's, I think, exactly what he is doing, even though DeSantis knows good and well that that was completely unconstitutional. And so I am very grateful that the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals decided to actually enforce and apply the law here. But again, I don't think DeSantis gives a damn. This is all about posturing and having the appearance of being as hateful as Donald Trump, but having that couth way about it. There it is, he is more dangerous. Yes, definitely more dangerous than Donald J. Trump because you see Trump, you know, coming. It's the difference between the fox and the wolf. Mm -hmm. You know, they both dangerous, but at least with the wolf, you know what to expect. The fox, you don't know what to expect. So this dude, I mean, he's smooth enough to really fool a lot of people. Our country would be in great trouble should he become president of the United States of America. But this is it. Adrian hit it. This is all posturing for 2024. Florida, get your governor, please. Now here's some background on the case itself. The plaintiffs in one of the relevant cases, Purnell v. Florida Board of Governors are represented by the National and State ACLU, along with the Legal Defense Fund and Ballard Spar, who first filed the federal suit last August. The same day, US District Judge Mark Walker, an appointee of former President Barack Obama, issued a separate injunction against the law related to employees. Now, as we have discussed before on this show, The Stop Woke Act has been replicated by many GOP states. And if we could just rest right here for a minute. We do understand how important it is to really pay attention to what's happening on the federal level of government. It is indeed important, but it is also just as important to care about what is happening on the state level of government. Who controls governor mansions, who controls secretary of state's offices, who controls attorney general's offices and who is in control of the legislature. Because this is where most of the ground is being lost in this country. It is right there on the state level. So we gotta wake up America and stop letting these crazy folks win these offices. So the Stop Woke Act, as we were saying, GOP, they're doing it all over the country. The Stop Woke Act is a part of a nationwide effort by Republican state lawmakers and governors, especially DeSantis, a potential 2024 GOP presidential candidate, to curtail what content can be shared and discussed in classrooms and workplaces. Now, this sounds like they're taking away people's rights, the same rights that they would sit be that they would not want others to take away from them. You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely, as the saying says. And this is nothing but absolute power taking hold in states all across this country. Now, it doesn't matter if you agree 
about content here. You have to agree, and I'm talking about what people are teaching in classrooms. You have got to agree that DeSantis and other governors and members of legislatures trying to clamp down on people's licenses to be able to teach in classrooms, that there's something wrong with that. And another thing, folks ain't teaching this nonsense that they talking about in no pre-K to 12 classroom. This is all a ruse. This is all to cover up the fact that these governors can't govern. That these governors will not stand up and do the right thing on behalf of the people who live in their state. So they got to find other nonsense. Foolishness and mayhem is what they brewing. So that you don't, they don't look at the man behind the curtain. It's, you know, Adrian, it's that shell game. That's what they doing. They doing a shell game here. Mm-hmm. And they bamboozling people on this instead of getting at the substance. What about living wages for people? What about universal health care for people? What about dealing with homelessness in your state? What about dealing with child hunger? Those yeah. are real issues that any governor that has some decency about themselves will be focused on instead of trying to take away the ability for professors in classrooms and colleges and universities across this state, across this country to be able to teach History, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. That's right. You are absolutely, absolutely right. The fact is that this is like a, it's a three-card Molly, but we get hoodwinked in the process because too many people would prefer to really lean into this fear mongering, this thought that there's going to be some change in culture, the thought that other people's lives that don't impact them somehow affect them. And thus they are okay with focusing all of their efforts on Ron DeSantis's Stop Woke Act and all of these other narratives that they should completely and totally ignore. And unfortunately, mainstream media will uplift it in some regard. But as as Nina Turner pointed out, the fact is there are so many other social ills that leadership should be using and investing its time in improving. But they don't do that, no, because they know that speaking to people's internal fears and their hate is definitely more lucrative in terms of staying in office and elevating ourselves to the presidency. That's it, grift does pay and it pays very, very well. Whether you're a grifting politician or a grifter on mainstream media, it pays extraordinarily well. Sisters and brothers, family and friends. And that's why we're talking about this grift pays. And that's all these people care about. They don't care about changing your material conditions. So don't get fooled by this foolishness and these cultural wars that the Republicans are pushing. They are pushing it and they're pushing it hard. And all they are doing is setting up. They setting up a play that ultimately hurts all of us in the end. So here's some more analysis from Education Week. Since January of 2021, 44 states have introduced bills or taken other steps that would restrict teaching critical race theory or limit how teachers can discuss racism and sexism. According to Education Week analysis, 18 states have imposed these bans and restrictions either through legislation or other avenues. Education Week, they thank you for laying that out. Again, they don't care about, this is a ruse. Y'all hear me, this is a ruse. Critical race theory is taught in law school. History, however, is taught in K through 12 and colleges. And why shouldn't it be taught? All of it should be taught. But they want this rosy picture of America that is just not the truth. Why can't we tell all of it? What was beautiful about it and what was not beautiful about it? 
what was heinous about it and what was not heinous about it. And whether we're talking about race or class or gender or other identities, the only way we grow and transform this nation is to ensure that our young people and not so young people know the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth about these United States of America. These fools wanna make sure that people stay ignorant. Okay, the ignorant, I said it just the ignorant to what this country really is. And more importantly, Adrian, I think they want to keep us stuck in time so that this country does not progress. That is the main situation here that we must combat. That's exactly it because ignorant people are easy to control. That's why they want to keep us as dumb as possible. They don't want us to have knowledge because then they're able to do exactly what they're doing now. Play on our fear of people who are different from us and to really use that to continue their capitalistic pull and keep that 1% alive. Yeah, keeps us dumb. Under Isn't control. that the truth? You can control dumb people and that's what's happening here. So come on America, let's not fall for it. Now, in other words, the Stop Woke Act wants to whitewash what is discussed in classrooms and workplaces, and that should not be in this country. But the irony is that the right wingers continue to fail on actually defining what woke means. Conservative writer embarrasses herself trying to define woke. Y'all remember that interview? Bethany Mandel appeared on the heels rising to rail against so-called wokeness, but she couldn't even define it herself. Couldn't even define it. And 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 Bree Joy was so kind with her, so kind. And then she done wrote a piece in Newsweek playing the victim. She ain't the victim here. You get up there talking about a book where the central notion of your book is about how wokeness is destroying the United States of America. You can't even define woke, chick. Then she got the nerve to play victim. Here's another headline, why the GOP is obsessed with woke, but can't define it. MAGA can't explain what woke is, but that's the point. It's a choice. It's choose your own bigotry, sorry, the term for Republicans. That hits the nail on the head real, real well. Oh my God, this is it, y'all. Let me go to some comments here on TYT. Shy Coltrane, how isn't the Woke Act violation against our First Amendment? I would you will not. We need to kick that racist buffoon to the curb. In sin, Trump is a schoolyard bully. DeSantis is the evil hall monitor, though. Got that right. And on YouTube, Super Chat, Michael, Nina. Please be our president. I trust you to do what's best. Michael, I appreciate that from you. You know I would. I absolutely would. All right, thank you for that. Oh, now we got be some really, 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 really good news. We on our way to Minnesota. Take a look at this. Let me get in there. Oh, I'm just so giddy about this story, you all, because this right here, this is what policy really can do when it is in the right hands. That was Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz signing a much needed bill into law. Look at this incredible headline, beautiful. Minnesota becomes fourth state to provide free school meals to all kids. And here's the backstory, surrounded by students, teachers and advocates, Democratic Minnesota Governor 
Tim Waltz on Friday afternoon signed into law a deal to provide breakfast and lunch at no cost to all of the state's roughly 820,000 K through 12 pupils, regardless of their household income. The move to make Minnesota the fourth US state to guarantee universal free school meals, joining California, Maine, and Colorado, elicited praise from progressives. Hell, this ain't no progressive issue. This is a human issue. This is about humanity, baby. Elicited praise from people who actually care about whether or not our babies get to eat. Tens of thousands of children are set to benefit from Minnesota's new law, which could be operational as early as summer school in July. Some of them were there to thank Waltz at the signing ceremony where the sense of elation was palpable. I'm feeling it. I know y'all can hear the smile in my voice. A report from Minnesota Public Radio highlighted highlighted the fact that an estimated one in six children in Minnesota don't get enough to eat on a regular basis. But one in four food insecure kids live in households that don't qualify for the federal free and reduced meal program, leading to mounting school lunch debt in the tens of thousands of dollars. Who ever heard of such a thing, Adrian? Yeah, there should be no school lunch debt whatsoever. It should be something that is provided to students. It's just so incredibly, it's just heartwarming. And it is so basic and necessary. The fact that, you know, it's like when people have GoFundMes to fund their cancer treatment. It's it's one of those things we shouldn't be having to celebrate, but we are by virtue of the fact that our nation doesn't take care of its people. And these little people out there who should be in a position where their stomachs are full so they can learn, so they can focus, so they're not afraid and wondering when their next meal is gonna come from. This is actually an investment in children and their education, their future, and for them to have futures. So I am just as excited as you are. Well, maybe almost not because you are like with good reason. I love it. I know we are giddy. And you know, we talk about so you know, so much of it is bad news or has you pondering or keeps you up at night. It is really nice to talk about something that is so heartwarming as this. Disappointing is only four states. Come on, states. Y'all need to go ahead and follow Minnesota and California and Maine and Colorado and get this thing done. And here are some reactions from some of the top economists in the country. Let's start with Dr. Stephanie Kelton, just simply her Twitter, beautiful. <laughs> That's it, you sum it up in a word, absolutely beautiful. And then we're gonna go to one of our show's favorite, the one and only Dr. Robert Reich is in the house. Let this serve as a reminder that poverty is a policy choice in the richest country in the world. It is absolutely inexcusable that millions of our children go to school hungry because they are not because they are living in poverty. Kudos to Governor Tim Waltz and the Minnesota State Legislature. This is beautiful indeed, and it does serve as a reminder that poverty is a policy choice. And it is certainly tragic that the how we're gonna pay for it crowd. Only gears up when the policy bends towards the workaday people of this nation. They never ask this question. Those latte liberals and those radical Republicans, they never ask that question when it comes to the military industrial complex. So I want you to see the comparison here. Four states giving students free lunch regardless of their parents' income on one side, four states, or the bipartisanship that they that they are able to come together 
in the Congress to be able to support war. This headline, headline right here, DOD announces additional security assistance for Ukraine. Today, the Department of Defense announces the authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. This authorization is the 34th drawdown of equipment from DOD inventories for Ukraine since August of 2021 and is valued at up to 350 million. Now I've said it before and I'll say it again, helping our allies during their time of need is exactly what we should be doing, no doubt about it. But why can't we prioritize what is needed here? Why can't we prioritize renewing the child tax credit? Prioritize living wages, prioritize protecting union rights, prioritize universal health care. And that's just the name of few. Go ahead and put, you can fill in the blank on what we should prioritize. We have got to deal with the domestic issues in this country. And you know who understood that? Even though the policy positions were imperfect with the new deal, it was President FDR. He understood that the fight in World War II that he had to come back strong, which is why he put forward the Economic Bill of Rights, which he was not able to see through before he passed away. But he understood that domestic issues were just as important. And Dr. Robert Reich, he definitely drops the mic right here on this. A society that rushes to bail out banks, but doesn't provide universal health care to its people is politically and morally corrupt. Mic drop and amen to that. We need to get our priorities straight in this country, Adrian. But Doc, Doc said it all. Yes, he did. Yep, that's exactly it. Um, and as you noted before, we can shift the focus of what our nation's foundation was by acknowledging the past, the history, the future, and also paying attention to the knowledge and the things that we know will help improve all of our lives without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, we can do this, America. We can do this. We need to hold our elected officials accountable and stop falling for the okie doke. Don't smile in faces, baby. Just because they tell you cute, don't get all giddy about it. Say thank you and hold them accountable. That is our show for today. We'll see you again real soon. You know what I want you to do about this time? I definitely always, always want you to keep the faith no matter what is happening. And I want you to always marry that faith with the fight. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.